Hi, mamas. Welcome to Maternal Mental Health, unscripted and uncensored, where there's no sugarcoating the tough topics. I'm a huge believer that the faster we get real about our issues, the faster we can get better. Some episodes may be triggering, but don't worry. Those particular episodes will begin with a disclaimer. This podcast is also not a substitute for professional care because, well, I'm a mom, not a doctor. So are you ready to get real? Then let's go. Hi, mamas. Today we're talking about my bipolar 2 diagnosis and relapse. I've been getting a lot of messages about it, which is understandable because it did happen 10 years after my initial battle and while I wasn't pregnant. So what was going on? What was happening? Why was I all of a sudden having intrusive thoughts again? Well, in 2010, when I was diagnosed and medicated for my anxiety, I stayed on my meds for about a year. So I was off them in about 2011. I was stable until about 2013 when my anxiety started up again and got progressively worse over the next few years. It started as manageable anxiety. I could still function, go to work, and it wouldn't last all day, so I just dealt with it. Then I started having like chronic anxiety. I would feel off all day, couldn't concentrate, and then came the panic attacks. First, it was once every six months, and then every month, and then every week. Eventually, they became daily and were happening while I was driving my daughter to school, which is a 40-minute drive one way on the Florida Turnpike. For those of you out there listening who have experienced panic attacks, I had your very typical symptoms. Um, My heart would start racing. I would feel like I was going to be sick. I would feel like I need to find a bathroom because my stomach would be upset. I would be sweating. My hands and arms would go numb. And this is really scary when you're driving because you don't want to lose control of your car. So it would kind of just feed into all of the anxiety and just just be so debilitating and awful. There were times where I'd have to pull off to the side of the road and just take a couple deep breaths or call my husband to kind of calm me down. It was just, it was really scary. So I want to take a minute to kind of sidebar for just a second before I continue on with my story because I'm often asked by a lot of people, when do you know it's time to see someone, to see a professional? Well, My suggestion is always this. When your symptoms start lasting longer than two weeks, you should probably see someone. Um, If your symptoms impact your daily life, you should probably see someone. So when my anxiety was happening daily, I should have seen someone. Um, And then I'm asked, well, who do you see? Which doctor? So most people go to their primary if they don't already have an established provider that specializes in mental health. I'm all for seeing your primary doctor, but I am not okay with them prescribing medications without getting a full mental health history and really asking the questions that a therapist and a psychiatrist will probably ask you. Um, you know, and these are questions about your history, uh, your family history of mental health. Um, these are important questions that need to be answered before they decide what kind of medication, if if medication is even the answer, um, to put you on. So if you decide to talk to your primary doctor about your symptoms, I would suggest to definitely leave with a referral for a mental health professional that you can follow up with. It just makes sense to see a professional that specializes in mental health when you're concerned with your mental health. 
So I knew it was time when I started avoiding highways, asking my husband to take our daughter to school. This is called agoraphobia. It's a type of anxiety disorder in which you fear and start avoiding places or situations that might cause you to panic and make you feel trapped and helpless or embarrassed. For me, that was my car, and eventually it became the grocery store, and then it was the mall, and then on and on and on before I could not really leave my house. Now, I was blessed to find a psychiatrist that wasn't quick to prescribe meds. We actually decided to track my mood, anxiety, and panic for eight weeks before I started on any medication. The only thing she gave me was Xanax to use when I would have a full-blown panic attack, and it was literally half a milligram because, well, you really shouldn't drive on Xanax, but it wasn't, it was just enough for me really to calm down, to make it home or wherever I was headed. After eight weeks, we had some really interesting data. It seemed that my anxiety was worse around my menstrual cycle, which is not surprising, but I was also having some pretty intense mood swings. So instead of anxiety medication, I was given Prozac for the panic and Lamictal, which is a mood stabilizer. She was pretty certain that I was bipolar. Now, it's an extremely slow process to start these medications, and it was going to take some time for me to even see any changes. And it was during this time that my intrusive thoughts came back. I couldn't believe it. Now, when I had them when I was pregnant, I didn't tell anyone for six months. This time, I lasted three days. It was so incredibly debilitating, and I like to think that I did learn something from the first time around. I called my doctor, and she prescribed Respiradol. That is an antipsychotic medication. I was really successful with this the first time, and it worked, so I... I truly asked, I said, can we just try this because it worked for me the first time? And um, we also ended up increasing my meds faster. So the Prozac and the Lamictal, while it was supposed to be a very slow process, we um, we sped it up. <laughs> and I was able to take some time off work to go through this process because it can make you feel really sick and just not well. But I knew it was something that I had to do. So after about two weeks, my mood stabilized, my intrusive thoughts went away, the anxiety also subsided, and the panic attacks stopped. The other great thing about my psychiatrist is she educated me on the brain and why she prescribed these particular meds for me. She's certain that I had been bipolar most of my life. I was just never diagnosed. I didn't have the lows that most people experienced. I had the highs. I was always in a manic state, which for me came out as creativity and obsessing over projects. From 2013 to 2018, I had started four different websites and businesses, and I put businesses in air quotes. They were not businesses. They were business ideas, and I would come up with these ideas on a Friday, buy the URL, build the website, and launch it on Monday. Who in the hell does that? I thought I was just really motivated, you know, a really talented person who got shit done. And while that may be true, it's certainly not healthy at all. So living in that manic state for me for so many years eventually broke me. And that was my relapse in 2017. So now what? How would these meds make me feel? Would they change me? Would I still be creative and have the motivation and the energy to do the things I loved? It was scary to think about how much I would change and if it would all be good changes. Well, I did change and it took a while for me to be okay with it. The best way to describe it 
is everything just slowed down. I slowed down. My brain slowed down. I was now really calm and less obsessive over things. It was really super weird. Um, I could now let dishes sit in the sink overnight, which was like unheard of. My mind wasn't racing with a million different things all the time. I could breathe. I could relax a lot easier. It was quite a change from what I thought was normal. Well, what I thought was my normal. I shared with my psychiatrist that I felt less efficient and somewhat lazy. She looked at me and said, Jennifer, this is what normal feels like. And she was right. My anxiety and panic attacks 100% went away. Unless, of course, there was something that specific that I had to be anxious about. I remain on the same medications and stable today. So yay, that's a huge deal. But There is one side effect that's still hard to deal with, and that's the 25 pounds of fluff I now carry around. Yes, the dreaded weight gain. It's actually a huge reason why us mamas don't always reach out for help because we fear treatment will be meds, and that may mean weight gain. I hear ya. I contemplated going off my meds so many times because of it, but I can't. So how do I deal with the extra fluff? We'll dive into that next week. Until then, remember, I know you're amazing. My goal is to make you believe it too. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Jen Silliman and visit my website at jennifersilliman.com. 